Could Barclays Bank be fined by a UK watchdog for spying on employees? And where is the FBI focusing its efforts when it comes to tracking shady nation-state activity? These stories and more in this week's ISMG's Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney. The Information Commissioner's Office, ICO, is investigating claims that Barclays use computer monitoring software to track employees. What could be the consequences for the multinational investment bank? Here's ISMG's Managing Editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz, for more on the story. British banking giant Barclays has found itself in a bit of bother over its use of employee monitoring tools. This week, Britain's Information Commissioner's Office confirmed to me that it's probing Barclays. Barclays is the third largest bank in Britain, after HSBC and Lloyd's Banking Group. The ICO is Britain's privacy watchdog, and it says the investigation into Barclays concerns its alleged use of employee monitoring tools. The ICO says, People can expect that they can keep their personal lives private and that they are also entitled to a degree of privacy in the workplace. Barclays declined to comment. News of the investigation into Barclays allegedly spying on staff was first reported by Britain's Sunday Telegraph, which said Barclays for 18 months had been using employee monitoring tools from Sapience Analytics to anonymously monitor employees. Such monitoring included how long they required to finish tasks and the amount of time they spent away from their desks. The Sunday Telegraph reports that Barclays in February, however, had activated a feature in the software, allowing managers to see not just anonymous results, but details for individual employees. Although it apparently deactivated this feature later that same month and alerted the ICO after experiencing an uproar among its workforce. Sapience, Hubstaff, and WorkSmart are the three biggest providers of employee monitoring software that offers time tracking and productivity monitoring capabilities. Vendors of such software reported a surge in interest earlier this year as a result of the shift to working from home during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Proponents of such tools say they can help organizations better manage remote teams, maximize billable hours, spot idle workers, and enforce security policies. But such tools can also offer more big brother types of capabilities, including the ability to record audio and video of users, to log all of their keystrokes, to use optical character recognition to record any text that appears on their screen, as well as to monitor email, chat discussions, and social media posts. So what are the rules? Well, for organizations operating in Europe, first and foremost, under the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, they must be transparent. In addition, under GDPR, they must also demonstrate that the use of such tools is necessary. And organizations must do this for all tools which have employee monitoring capabilities, says Jonathan Armstrong, an attorney with Quartery in London. So if I'm going to monitor your access to your work network, I have to tell you that. I have to be open with you. And that's one of the sort of fundamental principles of GDPR. And some organizations aren't getting that right. And particularly those, this isn't a, you know, 
an opportunity to knock Microsoft, but particularly those that are using Office 365, because that has functionality out of the box that some organizations don't know exists. And the difficulty with that is if you haven't been transparent and you then get a subject access request, which are all the more prevalent under GDPR, or you get an employee complaining because they've been furloughed or because they've been selected for downsizing, then litigation will result, particularly if those individuals haven't been told clearly that their time is being monitored, and especially if those people have a valid reason, if they are homeschooling, if there are single mum. Uh, all of these um, factors will play into a, a litigation nightmare for organizations when they haven't gone through the proper steps. So as I've said, there is this balance always between privacy and, and security and making sure that we put in place measures that are proportionate. So for any organization that has tools which monitor employees, they must ensure transparency, proportionality, and necessity for starters. Otherwise, they risk unwanted attention and potentially also regulatory sanctions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Now, no one can deny it's been a tough year for CISOs and security teams across the globe. However, could there be a silver lining to the year that was, and still is, 2020? Well, maybe there is. In a recent LinkedIn post, Colin Anderson, CISO of retail brand Levi Strauss & Co, wrote that the challenges brought on by the pandemic bring an opportunity to accelerate change and deliver new capabilities to support the new normal. I caught up with him recently to ask, what opportunities he sees as we look to the future? So, you know, I'm a positive person by nature. You know, I look for opportunity. The pandemic really has been an opportunity in one sense where it's allowed us to accelerate change, drive new capabilities, both from a security perspective, but also a business perspective. Industries across the globe, retail certainly is been working on this digital transformation for many years. How do you digitize your business, drive efficiencies, drive automation. And the pandemic has really just accelerated that need for that change. And security is no different. So, I mean, those are at, at a macro level, you know, where I see the opportunity. You know, when you kind of get into specifics, identity and access management is going to become even more important in this, you know, remote, global, cloud service-driven security world. Analytics, data science, you know, in the security space, and there's so much data that, you know, you have to, you know, harness that data to make good business decisions. And security technologies that, you know, support that work from anywhere. So, you know, whether it be people talking about zero trust, people talking about, you know, cloud-based VPNs or firewalls, I mean, all of those technologies that move to more of a service model delivered from the cloud that can be consumed anywhere, I think are going to, you know, flourish. It's the more legacy, traditional hardware-based solutions, you know, that require, you know, you to protect a specific entity, a specific office, a specific location. Those are going to, I think, struggle a little bit more, you know, when so many people are moving away from those corporate, you know, locations to either smaller offices or working remote. I think, you know, you're, you're going to see that shift to more service-based security solutions and then move away from those multi-year capital heavy investments. 
And finally, with a US presidential election not too far away now, it would be fair to assume that nefarious nation-state interference is set to rise. Whom better to ask about the current threat levels than Sanjay Vermani, assistant special agent in charge of the FBI's San Francisco field office. Here he is talking with ISMG's VP of Editorial, Tom Field, in response to Tom's question about what specific nation-state activity is the FBI focused on now. So I can tell you, Tom, that we continue to be very much focused on, on all types of cyber activity coming from uh, various nation states, right? So we mentioned uh, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea is in there as well. And they, um, they're continually um, committing cyber attacks against our government institutions, our critical infrastructure, companies, and individuals. But one specific area that our, our office is focused on is the foreign influence threat, uh, which is becoming even more important as we get closer to elections. Um, so we saw firsthand in 2016 how Russia engaged in their massive disinformation campaign in order to meddle with our elections. And so we know that there are, those activities have not stopped. Uh, in fact, their foreign influence efforts have continued in earnest and operates uh, on a global scale. And they continue to apply their tradecraft uh, to target Amer the American public through dis disinformation campaigns and um, really just to sow, sow discord in our society. Um, and they continue to use some of the same techniques that we saw in 2016, uh, namely use, utilizing some of uh, our social media platforms to push fabricated stories and narratives that are out there. So they've further developed their foreign influence capabilities since then and able to utilize other platforms and really just amplify their message. I think, Tom, what concerns us is just the length that some of these you know, Russian intel services will go in their foreign influence campaigns, not just utilizing uh, for, um, false personas, but potentially compromising legitimate news sites uh, to plant false stories. And we know that since then that China and Iran have also gotten into this game uh, with their own disinformation campaigns that, that utilize uh, U.S. social media platforms. For example, we saw China not too long ago utilize just multiple um, social media accounts to uh, propagate dis disinformation about the Hong Kong protests and also false stories about the, the origin of the coronavirus. So let me just say real quick that, that the good news is that, you know, we've been doggedly focused on this matter for a while now and been working with other government agencies as part of our foreign influence task force. And so our, our task force is now gearing up for the 2020 elections and working with these partners in the U.S. intelligence community and very importantly with the private sector to identify and address uh, these foreign influence threats. That's it from ISMG's Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. <laughs>